Well, all right. That's about it for that, right? That full head of hair. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's you'll join us soon enough. It's creeping. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you when it's creeping. All right. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Guy Dudeman, hairstyle authority. <laughs> Laura is the one. Laura is the one. Laura is the one. It's happy hour in France, a Twin Peaks, but what was that noise? Jeez, I'm doing stuff here. It's happy hour in France, a Twin Peaks podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm June. Hey, Internet Super Pals. It's Hags. It's a bee, a guy. <laughs> oh, now I can't stop. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. I'm glad we yep. recorded that. <laughs> you really leaned into yeah. it that time. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Not bad. Can't complain. Pretty good. Yeah. Keeping busy, staying out of trouble. Still managing to walk upright. It's always a good thing, usually. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I apologize in advance. My allergies are, uh, you know, that's a thing right now. Hmm. You should get one of those buttons that edits out your bodily noises. All of them. Um, I'll uh, I'll hop on Amazon later and I'll, uh, I'll order one. I'll have it rush shipped. That's good. Anything new with you folks? Because I'm fully vaxxed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. awesome. Yes. So am I. Um, right. I've been for a while. Uh, Mrs. Heggs is as well now um, as of last week. Hooray. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. I am very excited for things to get back to some semblance of normal. Me too. <sighs> I mean, who is it? <laughs> Crazy I mean, people. I, could, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe David Lynch. He doesn't like anything normal. <laughs> yeah, true. And Harold probably would have loved the pandemic. That's very true. This is good stuff, guys. Keeping it topical. <laughs> it's yep. a it has uh, allowed us to, uh, and I'm boy, this is uh, a real stretch of the uh, word normal, but uh, it has allowed us to stick to a somewhat normal podcasting schedule. You know, there's no travel time, right? So. Yeah, and like when we uh, you take out uh, anything interesting, it gives us a lot more time for this. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, fair point. When we're not allowed to go anywhere else, you may as well stay in in podcast. Oh. Right, yeah. Thank God we're the only ones. This, this was all. Oh, this was all worth it. Can you imagine it? What? Hold on. <laughs> Man, can you imagine if uh, that catches on though? Because people are, people all over the world are going to be podcasting. I know. It's like, oh man, we have nothing to do. Let's make a podcast about nothing. Seinfeld. I was going to say, that's why he's recording it now. Ah. We should get our podcast picked up for syndication so it plays like 4,000 times a day, like Seinfeld. And then uh, we can just sit back and rake in the Great idea. I'll get right on it. Yeah, get that. That's a thing. Your pandemic plan worked out great. (laughs) So uh, redirect your efforts away from your pandemic plan and make them syndicated plan. Operation Syndication. Ooh, I like it. It's Damn. Got a catchy <laughs> ring to it. So, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks. Yes, Twin Peaks, which is why yeah. we are here, to speak about Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. It's one of the many reasons we're here, really. Well, I mean, you know, here tonight. Share our grievances, you know. So, season two, or, yeah, season two, episode 11, The Masked Ball. Ooh. I'm not, um, I'm not sure that really required a uh, uh, horror music, but that's what I did. I'm not sure that was horror music. So <laughs> it's the extra touches <laughs> that set us aside from other podcasts. Yes. So, guys, was this one directed by David Lynch? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm. It's wacky, and uh, it doesn't seem like his brand of wacky, but it's somebody's brand of wacky, and I want to give them a big old. High five. <laughs> June is a fan of the whack a doodleness. I am a fan of the wackle doodleness. <laughs> yeah, you, you are correct. He is. It is not directed oh. by David Lynch. This one was written by Barry Pullman and directed by Dwayne Dunham again. This is this is the director who directed the very first uh, episode after the pilot. Oh, okay. And that one was kind of wacky too. I think, right? Sure. Probably. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't remember specifically, but probably. 
This that, that was the one that had uh, "Help me." That's that's the thing that always Help sticks me. out. Yeah, the thing that sticks out into my head. Yeah. Different actress, but creepy, wacky. I don't know. But uh, so we've we, we've talked about him before. But Barry Pullman is an American television writer and television producer. His credits include "Against the Law," "Nightmare Cafe," "Reasonable Doubts." Oh, that was a good was show. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Okay, w- what kind of show was it? It was a cafe. Uh, nightmarish. <laughs> yeah, we're perfect. We are awesome. <laughs> I was, if you were here, I would high five you. Indeed, uh, high fives all. Oh around. man, everybody gets a high five. So, but, but what was it about? I don't remember at all, but I do remember liking it. Uh, the the reasonable reasonable doubts, Hercules, the legendary journeys, oh. Cracker, you know, Bloodline, Roswell, Saved, and New Amsterdam. And he was producer on the latter three series. Okay, so. I've heard of some of those. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Very cool. Nightmare Cafe. That's that's where it's at. What did we think of this episode? You said, I loved it. I thought it was great. I can't wait to talk about it. That's right. I mean. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was the soapiest uh, of the episodes in my memory. Right. Kind of stands out as being very soapy, big, big, which is cool. A big tonal change. They into it. Yeah, yeah. The tone is different. Um, I think feel like this is like yeah, this is like spiritual beginning of season two. Okay, I don't know if soap exactly covers it, but whatever it is, don't wash it off. (laughs) Okay. First thing we see is James rides his hog hard. You you want to say anything about James? This is quite a little. I I think uh, yes. This uh, start was. I rarely break this one out, but fucking amazing. Wow. I loved it so much. Freaking Uh, rockabilly cool cat James cruising down the highway. Oh, man. (laughs) Wind in his hairs, bugs on his sunglasses. I, oh, I couldn't get enough. It was so, I've, me and James have had a, you know, a tenuous relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to be like, oh, man. Poor guy's getting a bad deal. Other times, I want to give him a little punch. But uh, <laughs> I think he's completely redeemed himself, and I will never doubt what? him again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I had a slightly different take. Uh, we open on James on the open road, running from his problems and rocking out. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting real uh, Rebel Without a Clue vibes from him. <laughs> And then I make a notation that he's such a badass in this scene that he passes the cameraman. Damn! That's right. Yep. And uh, it's like, I don't know. I don't think he redeemed himself. He's running away from everything. I'm Team James, uh, and if you're turning on James, I'm turning on you. (laughs) Wow! Holy moly. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see how this shakes out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a fun scene. Or I don't know if you can call it a scene, really, but... Uh, best scene yeah, in the whole scene. show. It, it definitely sets the mood. Opener. Did I miss something? Okay, all right. There's no manual for Betty or Coop. Return of the Salmon. Coop gets his socks tossed. I don't remember a single thing that you just said being a part of this scene. <laughs> Trust it's, me, uh, it was there. I mean, I was probably still we'll, in a daze we'll over the first scene, but I don't understand any any words you just said. <laughs> But here we go. I, I, these these yeah. uh, intros have turned into have sort of uh, morphed into sort of like a riddle. I uh, I hope our listeners are up to solving it because all right. I'm, well, no, it was all there. It's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, last time we doubted him, I and he was right right up into the very end until he went off the track <laughs> completely. But uh, I disagree. But all right, I took some liberties. I admit, uh, but everything was accurate. T- take take as many liberties as you want. Okay. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So, uh, looks like Garland is still missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, work related? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, it felt pretty unplanned, uh, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Betty. Huh. But she's like, "Oh, did it happen all of a sudden out of nowhere?" Oh, right. Yeah, I guess it did. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> so this okay. is this isn't completely un. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This isn't completely. Uh, Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Thank you. I think, uh, and I mean, I could be wrong, but maybe Garland is Superman. And he's taking <laughs> off to fight crimes out of nowhere. Snap. Okay. Didn't consider that. 
It's probably because he's not wearing glasses. So you can't tell. Oh, man. His alter ego wears glasses. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a switcheroo. So, yeah, what, what what's Betty's talking about? Well, she almost dropped some classified information, but, uh, man, she kind of catches herself now. She's privy to this stuff? She does. She says, uh, oh, well, I can't answer questions because they're classified. But then she also says, yeah. oh, there's a ton of notes by the bedside. I can just give you those. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so you get one gets the informa- gets the impression that she's you know there's certain things she can divulge and maybe but certain things that are just too top secret to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, she doesn't seem particularly concerned that, uh, about yeah. Garland's safety. So at this point, um, she's I guess maybe being a little more canny with what she knows, and I guess okay, that's. Fine. Yeah, I mean, who are we to say? Maybe this sort of thing happens all the time, right? I like, mean, yeah, like we're saying, this is things like this have happened before, so she's not super yeah. uh, surprised. Yeah. But you know, it's always but even weird, probably always weird concerning. In the woods, maybe that's always a part of it. And then she it's very possible. And then she expresses, you know, a little bit of uh, concern at the end when she's like, "Well, you know, there's no manual for being married to it, right?" Yeah. This, is, this is the thing that she has to deal with, or she, or, or she chooses to deal with. I get the impression because they seem yeah, they seem happy yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of her cross to bear. Like she, you know, like she's probably no stranger to odd happenings. It seems right. Yeah, she's uh, come a long way since the cigarette and the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the best scenes in this show. That was amazing. Yeah, Cooper says something odd. He, he believes the flash of light was a powerful force that exists in those woods. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like pretty much shortly after she leaves, uh, Andy and Hawk stroll in, yeah. and Andy's like, oh, "I got a lovely ascot and scarf set for uh, Dougie's wedding." Plaid, bottle. Yeah, plaid. Yeah. Yep, you know it's plaid because it's rad oh, you know. to wear plaid. <laughs> uh, apparently, plaid is uh, Dougie's thing. Huh? I mean, seems- Dougie's a big Boston's fan. The Boston's are huge in this. Isn't say it really seems oh, yeah, to be okay. a Twin okay. Peaks thing. But the plaid, yeah. Everyone, was, yeah. everyone's got plaid. Maybe Lunch okay. is a big Boston fan. Who knows? I'm, whew, I mean, who's who's to say? If I ran into David Lynch at a Boston's concert, that would be the best. Day of my life. <laughs> Skank with me, June. <laughs> yes, sir, Mister Lynch. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of uh, David Lynch, then he calls up on the phone from Bend, Oregon. That's right. And yeah, a standard. Uh, Gordon Call, he uh, maybe isn't picking up everything they're putting down, but uh, they they get their conversation through, and they said that uh, there's a DEA agent coming to uh, investigate Coop. Yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, call for Dale Krooper. Right. I'm assuming. <laughs> Come on, Tim. But it's the uh, can't yeah. do girl. Sometimes the can't do girls can't. If you remember. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh so and it, it, it was just gonna say uh, uh, Harry is really annoyed with her. It's like temp. Yeah, yeah. It was like that kids in the hole. Fucking temp, right? <laughs> temp. He's probably pissed that Damn. like uh, you know Andy was out shopping instead of covering the phones right. and himself in tape and post-its. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's avoid that mess if we can again. But yeah, apparently they're they're calling in uh, Agent Dennis Bryson uh, to investigate. So, oh, new character coming in, and um, Gordon, being Gordon's, like uh, you know, hey, don't you know, don't worry about it. We've all had our socks tossed around from time to time. Okay. Just uh, reminded yeah, me of Empire that. Strikes Back. Oh yeah, from the sock tossing scene. Uh, no, from uh, R2's known to have been wrong from time to time. Anyways, mm. uh, and he's offers him some advice. Let a smile be your umbrella. Mm-hmm. And that's just weird enough to be relevant uh, later on. So I'm going to tuck that away mm. in my brain. It's weird because a frown would make a better umbrella. <laughs> I think this point has been made <laughs> by, uh, by Peaks fans, but it's still. Smile would be an umbrella that the wind turned inside out. And all this time I've been doing it wrong. Son of a bee. Yeah, that's just you holding a bowl of rain. Right. <laughs> up on a stick. And they also they talk about uh before this they talk about uh the the Milford wedding yep. that was the the uh the the comment of return of the salmon it's like return of the salmon he gets married all the time so they just they laid the groundwork for that later here I uh, I never should have doubted you Roger thinks Coop is packing feathers but poop <clears throat> but Coop <laughs> but poop. yes <laughs> yes I accidentally said poop let's get all our giggles out yeah uh, always keep the poops. But Coop is thinking outside the bun. 
<laughs> I mean bored. Go ahead. Have we had an episode where Coop was tired yet, and you said Coop is pooped? I don't know. That would have been that would have been when the uh, the Norwegians were singing, or not the Norwegians, but the uh, the. Uh, we need to go back and redo that episode. <laughs> right. yeah, missed a big yeah. opportunity there. It's true. I think it was before yeah, I, I pull that right down. I think it was before yeah. I uh, really established the whole uh, rhyming Coop with everything poopy. I don't know how we made it this far without getting to poop, but uh, I know. I'm going to try to remind you next time. Okay. Coop's Coop's looking sleepy. Well, he he talks about uh, uh, relieving himself uh, by uh, urinating, but he does never he's never talked about any uh, number two action. So, not yet. Not yet. Something to look forward to. He drinks, oh, he drinks enough coffee. He does. Well, I imagine yeah. it's you know pretty regular, <laughs> or at least <laughs> happens regularly. Diane, I am very regular. Turns out all this coffee and hanging upside down was a terrible combination. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh, Coop's uh, having a little bit of, like, of a, uh, a revelation here or something. He decides that rather than defend himself, he's just going to say, well, I don't really control things and uh, worry about Ooh. things off the board. It's an interesting uh, tactic. It is. It no is. defense. And they try... Yeah. Um, Agent Samson Simpson tries to tell him that that's a bad idea, but he doesn't listen. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't um, say, you know, when you represent yourself, you have an idea for a client, but... It's man, implied, though, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have said it. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I love the uh, the opening shot in the uh, the computer that they, uh, <laughs> they zoom in on. That it's is some... Uh, yeah, yeah, early Apple, uh, like, uh, word processor or something. Yeah. It's huge, but uh, yeah, it's Cooper's file on it, so you know they're not. Yeah, it's so around. big, and the ti- the screen is so tiny. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird, weird. Yeah, so Cooper uh, he tries to see beyond fear, um, and they they're recommending a full psychological workup on him. Yeah, but, Roger said he may recommend a full psychological workup, and at that point, yeah. I was like, "Wow, how does that not happen?" Well, a lot more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's quirky. That's right. Uh, because the docs. Because like I don't know if it's the previous episode, but we uh, he said something about talking about his methods. He comes off as maybe as a, a psychiatric evaluation might be a good idea, mm-hmm. and uh, his methods certainly deserve to be questioned. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to tell. At I'm this not point. sure about. Uh, Do you think at this point uh, we're uh, we as the viewers are supposed to be thinking? We're supposed to be on Coop's side. Is what I'm trying to say. Like. You know, I'll be honest with, this... with you, though. Well, no, 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 no. It's, <clears throat> I'm beginning to think that maybe they have a point. Cooper uh, Cooper does some wacky shit. He gets <laughs> he results, though, so it's largely, I guess he gets a pass on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I can see them taking an interest. Like, I'm not at all surprised that this is happening beyond the, you know, the, 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 the murder and the, the coke setup. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Moosey Boosey is a... Uh, <laughs> I uh... about that. A good guy, but uh, Roger Roger might not be a bad guy. He might be doing the right thing here, and uh, he's just lumped in with the... Uh, he's just doing his job. With the yeah. Boosie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, so uh, Cooper kind of looks wistfully at his gun and his badge and leaves. Um, yeah. And he's just kind of like, he's kind of zen. He's like, um, he's uh, content to let uh, what's going to happen happen. Um, it's kinda I thought he just like, got I... distracted by the light on the badge. <laughs> it's kind of like a haphazard state of Zen. It's like sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like, it's good. I don't know. The whole, the whole thing is weird. It's just like, yep, yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to have this. So it goes. Yeah. yeah and like what happened uh, really that, that he came to this conclusion. I'm trying to think of something that happened in the show that. He, well, I, this, I think he's he, been, I don't think it was like he came to this conclusion today. I yeah, think he was coming to this conclusion prior to coming to Twin Peaks. Oh, so it's, been, it's like Twin Peaks is. I think this probably originated in Pittsburgh, and uh, it's been greatly enhanced the whole time he's been here because it hasn't been long, right? Uh, no, it's been like what, like a month? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a month. It's, like, like, it's been a weird freaking month, guys. Uh, yeah, this is gonna that's gonna be some life changing stuff uh, yes. that happens in a month. So I would think that uh, this is he probably started on this pathway prior to Twin Peaks, but he's uh, made a lot of progress here in Twin Peaks. Eddie's friend with the motorcycle hasn't been around for a couple days. Nadine asks Donna for permission to make a pass at Mike's cute buns. Besides, 
Eddie acts like her father. Whew, a weird scene. <laughs> so Nadine's still in high school and she's still not well. And uh, she seems to be happy. She, she seems, seems yeah, she's, like she seems this happy. This is the best we've seen her, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this is for the best, you know. Um, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird show, guys. She's got those guys. snake buttons in her mind. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, they, they, James comes up for a moment. It's like, eh, well, uh, anyways, let's talk about Snake and his buns. <laughs> so Mike's buns, uh, and by the way, Snake is back, everybody. That's, uh... That's awesome. I refuse to call him Mike. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. So I'm taking a stand. Um, but yeah, my, uh, Mike's there. Shit, I just did it. Uh, oh, I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yay. <yeah>. Waffles. <laughs> Pancakes. Anyways. Uh, Keep buns. Yeah, Snake's buns might uh, just beat out Big Ed. Uh, it's uh, maybe a little trouble brewing here. I don't even know if it sounds like he's going to beat it out because she she sort of seems like, well, I got Big Ed for home and I got oh. Snake for school. Oh, snap. You know, why should I tie myself down to one boy? Cause Ooh, multitasking. Nadine's here to party. <laughs> I think that, that could very well be. Uh, yeah, the subtext there. Yeah. There's the other question of uh, the age difference. Obviously, but, uh, she doesn't know. Yeah. Right, right. Well, she has no concept of, uh, it doesn't seem anyway, she has any concept of, uh, yeah, about what her I situation mean, the, is. Then there is the concept of the age difference between her and Big Ed. So I, she just doesn't see age as a, age is a number, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Because it's not even like she sees herself in high school and Big Ed as not in high school. She still sees him as also, she sees like everybody as in high school. Because if she doesn't, then... Uh, Contradict her yeah, worldview. Thank you. So this is uh this is uh what's was it you say Heggs collision course for wackiness? It is a collision course for wackiness. That is a correct uh, observation there, guy dude. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, setup in this episode of future wackiness. Oh my god! Yeah, I am on board. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a, a prequel to a Three's Company episode. It's just, oh, it's like it's a, a prequel to like a. An entire night of wacky sitcom fun, and uh, <laughs> every bit of it, yippity doo! <laughs> I hope, like you know, she got obsessed with uh, Laura and like started to be more Laura like. I hope she gets obsessed with her new friend Nadine. <laughs> more like Nadine. She's just wearing an eye patch, even though she doesn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> to summarize, she asks uh, if uh, Mike, if she's still dating Mike, and she says no, and Donna says no, and. So she makes it known that she wants to date Mike. Yeah, her intentions are known. James steps into his own spinoff and creates a new <laughs> genre. <laughs> and creates sorry, a new... that was awesome. <laughs> cre- do, take, do that take again. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. That was great. Are you kidding me? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cut out any anyone laughing at my jokes. Oh, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> no, I'll do it again. James steps... Are you going to say he creates a new genre of porn? Or the <laughs> porn? Stop. <laughs> James steps into his own spinoff and creates a new genre of television. Knucklehead Noir is born. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Um, uh, this is epi- This is great. It starts off with James riding down the highway on his bike. Life is a highway. Love it. Loved it last time. Love it this time. Uh, well, he's heading somewhere. Now, is this hideout Wally's or Wally's hideout? It said hideout above Wally's, and hideout Wally's is, I mean, I guess, I don't know, that doesn't sound correct, but Wally's hideout, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that hideout would be below it? I don't, anyways, that just, that's been bugging me. It's hideout Wally's. Is it? And, uh, okay. Yep. There you go. Cool Cat James meets Cougar Evelyn. Oh my, <laughs> oh my. Can I get a beer? No, you're obviously seven. <laughs> like, really? It's just like, it, everything but his voice cracked there, but okay, fine. And uh, also, no other seats at that place. There's like one car on the lot, but it's like, oh, let me just snuggle up to uh, um, uh, his new friend Evelyn. And she doesn't. James knows. Um, she doesn't mind. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, she's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see, what does she say? Uh, men are always all right, right up until <laughs> they pull the trigger. So, uh, uh, everything okay at home, Evelyn? Or, <laughs> or, or not? <laughs> um, huh. So, uh, yeah, Evelyn Marsh, new character we get to meet. Um, hiding out at uh, Hideout Wally's. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, she needs some help with her car, but uh, yeah, yeah. 
James needs to play the box first. Yes. Oh, boy. Do you mind if I Jeez. play the box first? Whoa. That's about as subtle as I mean, those pink <laughs> curtains and the freaking uh, one-eyed jacks, folks. Um, this was uh, this uh, jumped the pink shirt. And shark, like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on a speedboat propelled by bottle rockets. I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. But uh, whew, that's uh, that's the thing that, that, uh, that somebody wrote. Uh, wow, free quarter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, this day is looking up and up. He's found a bar. He met a new friend who's lots of fun. Um, free quarter. She gives has a moment mo- with the jukebox. Mo- gives him money for the jukebox. Yeah, he plays the jukebox. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, the volume's set to like 400, and it plays like the classic jukebox jam that everybody's playing. Mm-hmm. I know, I kind of like that uh, that track. Do we know anything about that? It is the, I was telling, uh, June and I were talking earlier, uh, yeah. uh, it's actually the same song that Bobby plays, I think. I'm not, I think it's in the pilot right before he leaves oh. and he says, I'm going to play a song for you ladies. I'll see you in my dreams. And that, that thing. Oh, I, th- boy, I, forgot all I, that. Go, huh. I think it's that song. Okay. I got to go back. It, in my head, it sounds different. Yeah, but same. I mean, maybe just the context is. Makes yeah, it might it be another part of it or something like that. I don't know. It was a good, a decent song. Like James makes it sound cooler because, you know, he's so cool. Whereas <laughs> Bobby made it sound like. You are uh, thoroughly look. Team James this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I am. Um, I'm just saying. So I think you know. I think it's it's pretty obvious. Um, that's not fine. since uh, Team Werewolf in the Twilight thing was I so on board a team. <laughs> <laughs> ah, boy, oh, I'm glad those days are. I can't behind remember us. the character's name or I, Jacob. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Not since Team Jacob have I been so on a team. You folks at home can't see me doing the air quotes when <laughs> when June just said, "Oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name." Uh huh. <laughs> Yep. Anyways, um, but yeah, he so plays yeah. he plays a song, and then he angst angstfully yeah. lays his head on the on the jukebox. Yeah, it was like a moment with the jukebox, Sarah, while Evelyn kind of uh, looks on in a like a sultry manner. So she right. she's and got some designs in the cool. Oh man, well, yeah, she's quite taken. I don't know if she's quite taken uh, as taken uh, with uh, with uh, young James as June is, but uh, she's uh, she's I, interested. I just, I don't want to be with him. I just want to be him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uncle Dick's love is conditional. Andy, Andy's is eternal. You're going to record a lot of us laughing at your jokes. Yeah, dude, you are on. Dude, yeah, yeah, you're, you're crushing it. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uncle Dick's love is conditional. Andy's is eternal. Yes, for sure, yeah. So it looks like Andy got some help from a six-year-old um, to write the uh, the tag that he places on the flowers for Lucy. So that was nice. Of, you know, so, you know, he does have, uh, you know, experience with children, I guess. Um, yeah. And then uh, our old buddy Dick Tremaine arrives, and he brought Jonathan Taylor Thomas with him. Actually, well, not really. The, the actor's name is jo- uh, Joshua Harris. He um, did the TV rounds in the mid-'80s and early-'90s. But um, yeah. The owner of the 76ers? Uh, probably a different person as he's a child, but a child actor. I mean, he was in a bunch of. I mean, he was he a bunch was of child stuff. then. I mean, maybe now. I think the yeah. current owner of the Philadelphia 76ers is named Joshua Harris. Get the hell out! I mean, maybe, maybe he banked his money and invested wisely. He did stop acting in the '90s sometime, like kind of abruptly. In, you're uh, you're, yeah, I'm sorry, I missed you missed this. You're saying the the actor who plays oh. Little Nicky? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I mean, he really can't top this performance so why 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 bother <laughs> i mean go out go out on top yeah, yeah. for sure no, he does some stuff uh, i think he's in that uh, dallas and some other uh, tv of the day um of the uh mid 80s and uh, early 90s but yeah ha no molted for you nikki because uh, i guess lucy isn't there so it's like oh it's like well can you know like what do you mean it's like nope sorry i mean and, uh, so can't dick's be gonna dick because uh it's so funny offers to buy them both malt yeah. he's like Oh, yeah, I'm afraid yeah, so. Take, just like, yeah. fuck you. On a yeah, you afternoon dinner date. Or lunch date. Oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah. it's kind of a nice uh, ending there. Uh, Andy's blunt and uh, unstoppable niceness sort of wins the day. And yeah. he heaves yeah. Dick off in the process. So it's like, okay, yeah. Team well, Andy, I mean, you go, Andy. I mean, and, uh, Dick can't be too upset because uh, Andy offers to buy them both malted. So. Oh, man. Man, everybody's yeah, he t- takes takes those guys out on a nice little afternoon dinner. Yeah, everybody's having a great day meet. today in this episode. Yeah. Free quarters, free malteds. My goodness. There's a couple instances where I think the uh, the writers having some fun with the uh, the name Dick. Oh yeah, I don't they, know if they're it's pushing a... that envelope pretty hard. 
You mean every time they ever talk about yeah. dicks ever? Because he says something like, shoot, dick, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a nice little license to uh, yeah. uh, to flesh out the character, mm-hmm. you know, without, you know, being profane on air. Uh-huh. Right, and no character is more aptly named than Dick Tremaine. Yep, that guy. Fleshing Another out drink. Dick, jeez. Whoa. <laughs> Say. Hawk talks white and black lodges. We meet Dennis... I mean, Denise. So we uh, cut to Truman's office and a coffee bro out. Uh, Cooper mentions that um, Garland, uh, right before he was abducted or whatever the hell happened, uh, he mentioned the White Lodge, and Hawk is immediately concerned. And apparently it's um, something uh, like a local legend or something like that. Hawk says... Uh, uh, says it's his people. Yeah, his people. Uh, a, a legend amongst his people, which, and then uh, Harry says, oh, yeah, it's a local legend. Okay. Like, which I thought was a little dismissive. I thought everything uh, Hawk says in this scene seems like uh, Hawk at his most important. Like, I, we should probably be Definitely listening be to listening. every nuance of every word. For sure. For sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that 100%. It seems also that uh, um, on the flip side, tr- uh, the stuff that Truman in this scene says is kind of like uh, pretty dismissive and... Uh, I don't know, kind of regressive. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So there's a there's a white lodge and a black lodge. So they uh, they have the complete set there. So that's uh, that's nice for them. <laughs> and uh, if you pass through the uh, the black lodge, the dweller on the threshold, who's your shadow self that you meet when you pass through it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not courageous, if your courage is lacking, your soul is annihilated utterly. Why would why would you go there? Why would you do that? Like why would why would that <laughs> be a thing says, that you would uh... like? It says every spirit must uh, pass through there on their way to perfection. Okay, so after you die, that's kind of like a what, like a like so, an afterlife as such, like kind of like a stop along the way. Like, um, sounds like it. Okay, okay. But if your courage is imperfect, it will utterly annihilate your soul. Jeez, that's uh, whew. I mean, damn. I mean, I'm. And he also says that uh, Coops, Coops uh, may be fearless in this world, but there are other worlds. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it feels like Hawk is, uh, he has his fingers on the, uh, on the pulse of, uh, of uh, the, uh, the weird shit that's going on in this town. It seems he's pretty uh, aware. Plus, you know, this is, he'll kill a guy, so you should listen to oh, him. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, he'll throw a knife right through you. That guy doesn't screw around. <laughs> if Jeez. you don't, he will murder your ass. Oh my god! No, that's right. Um, Damn. Yeah, but this is very this is a very serious hawk. We've never seen him this serious, and uh, he's well, seems, he seems really concerned. Like he's like, oh, yeah. geez, yeah. He was pretty serious that time he murdered. Well, a guy. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That remember that time that he Different kind of just murders that guy. He throws a knife <laughs> through his spine. He murders the hell uh, out of that guy. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. He murdered him really good. Dead. Oh my god! Yeah. Oof. Oof. So. uh... So Agent Bryson arrives, and it's it's Mulder, and he's a lady. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting that. That is super progressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, okay, okay, wow. So that surprised me. And they don't play it for laughs. You know, it's not like, um, remember, like, in yeah, the... I thought it was handled pretty well. No, absolutely. It's like, in the 80s, a lot of times, like, the, the um, like, the transvest, uh, like, a transvestite character or, like, a gay character would be, like, kind of, like, the comedy relief or, like, the, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, that wacky guy. But it's like completely you know uh straight role and just uh yeah he's um yeah it's a really interesting choice yeah he, it seems that i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say he plays it very straight and not uh you know not jokey right and he yeah yeah um yeah we learn more about it later um which is pretty cool seems truman has some misgivings though he's a uh, truman's kind of uh maybe a more traditional kind of more conservative guy at heart i guess you know he doesn't seem like it's seems like to me uh, the the, I, the the three of them seemed like hawk sort of dealt with it the worst uh, uh, you think yeah because he just wouldn't he didn't shake hands and he was just staring at her and oh we didn't i didn't you know i was probably taking notes i didn't notice they didn't shake um like he like he was offered a handshake and he didn't take it he did right. He offered a handshake, didn't take it, and then he just oh, good. oh, like, I missed that. I missed that. It's like it's okay. like he was yeah. dumbfounded, and he said hi. Okay, but yeah, okay, but he yeah. does. He does it at the end. It's uh, the scene right. is like that's a good color for him, and but it wasn't like it was funny, but it wasn't like right. It was like like huh, okay, you know, I, I don't know, he, like he was, I guess maybe surprised, and then he kind of like his brain processes it and was like, oh, okay, whatever, right. 
I don't know. It seemed like he, he righted himself there. It's a small town. and uh, For sure. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm no expert, but they s- seem to handle it better than, like you said, better than a lot of shows. Right. So, yeah, this is uh, D- Denise Bryson, and uh, she's the DEA agent that is sent to, uh, seems like more to help Coop than, than anything. If you got connections in this show, you know, they definitely go above the law to protect you. <laughs> yeah. Nadine trades cheering for wrestling. That's it. So Snake is pumping iron and uh, Nadine sidles up and uh, just, <laughs> she's still freakishly <laughs> strong. She sets the yeah, full rack. Yeah. Yeah. 600 pounds, which I didn't even realize those went up that high, but uh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, and she's just, you know, she's just you know, going to town and the coach recognizes uh, the talent there and is like, Hey, the wrestling team. Which I'm sure ends well, because somebody that can, you know, push 600 pounds like you're, like like you're you're kicking a pebble is uh, that's you know not going to hurt a child when you wrestle them. But <laughs> no hi- I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, no hijinks will ensue. I am oh, sure. I'm sure we're fine. I, you know, remember last episode uh, where she throws that guy through the air and maybe kills him? Like I'm <laughs> sure everything was fine there too, and I'm sure this will work out fine as well. <laughs> I, uh, I am on board. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm on board, but I have my concerns. I, uh, man, I, I'm glad we're through uh, the parts of the show that everybody liked and in the parts of the show that everybody complained about because I love this part. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely, uh, like a guy said earlier, um, the tone is very different. I think, but, that's, uh, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it definitely needed a, a tone shift <laughs> for sure. yeah. mid season, you know? Yeah. That level of tension. I'm not sure that was something that they could perpetuate, you know, like, like how yeah. long would that have even, you know, like, could they have uh, made that last? You're new to David Lynch, but once you see all the David Lynch stuff, you'll be shocked at how long he can keep that going. Oh, good. Well, super. <laughs> Josie tells Harry the truth. You started off just cracking us up left and right, and you raised the bar too high. Yeah. And now I'm like waiting well, for that, it. Every yeah, time that one, that one was just a straight one. That was and just a. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, now he's just saying what's happening. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> you, you let us down, guy. No. You built us up and you, you pulled the rug out from under us. And then he slipped yeah. on a banana I mean, peel? The, Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> see, yes. I mean, it's better. I mean, better. it's a little forced and after right. the fact, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You're lowering our expectations yes. again, so then you can blow us away right. again. So. Um, so Josie is still feeling poorly. And she's kind of staying in bed, and uh, Truman wants to talk. He wants the truth. I guess she just kind of lets it all out. I mean, seems pretty complete. Um, Thomas Eckerd, who was Josie's husband? Were they married? No. Uh, no. But she was, he considered her his property, though. Right. She right. Just, but yeah. then she married Andrew. She marries Thomas Andrew Packard. business partner. And, uh, yeah. yeah, which uh, apparently uh, Thomas Eckerd had killed. Yeah, she uh, Eckerd thinks Josie is his property. He wants her back, and uh, uh, she she fears that uh, he's just going to show up and kill her and uh, Truman. And well, that's uh, well, and Harry's like not on my watch. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I know she. He says that she pulled her off the streets. Her family was very poor. Yes, he taught her about business. Yeah, then it seemed like Andrew uh, saved her from her bad situation. Yeah, for a price. And as long as he was around. Like, uh, she was protected from Eckhart, but now that he's gone, yep. right. she is in danger. Yeah. No, I'm mixing my characters up here. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Andrew's her ex-husband, uh, uh, deceased husband, I should say. Right. Yes. Boating accident husband. That was yes. no boating accident. <laughs> every time. I'm just going to say it every time. So <laughs> folks at home, just, uh, just uh, yeah, just expect it. We, we, learned, we learned her backer story, or, or the story she's willing to... Tell us right now. It's nice that uh, uh, Josie was finally, you know, relatively straight with uh, with Truman. Seems mm-hmm. like he was getting a raw I mean, deal before, you know. Yeah. As far as we know, that could have all been hooey. It could. Well, that, that's a fair point, too. That's a fair point. I don't know. It seemed, from what we know of uh, these other characters, it seemed pretty on the mark. She didn't want to talk about, um, oh, shit. Um, she didn't want to talk about uh, Mr. Lee, though. I don't think it's something that she would want to talk about with Harry. 
that that relationship didn't seem healthy. No, yeah. no, it did not. The Mod Squad reunited. Ernie's bad lying spills the beans. Now he's got four kilos to unload. Little Nikki's a little stinker. Funny boom boom. <laughs> I mean, they did the work for you that way, but uh, you're redeeming right. yourself. Pretty good, pretty good. Not you know, not not your best work, but uh, I approve. Right. So the writing in this scene is I could just eat it up with a spoon. <laughs> it is great. Yeah, so Agent uh, Agent Sampson Simpson is about to enjoy some pie, but uh, Hank and Ernie return from their hunting expedition, which, uh, oh boy, catch anything? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> to cover it up, it's like, oh, it's home point buck, and he's uh, near the uh, water, and I shot it. Right, yeah, that's it. And Norma doesn't buy it for a second. So Vivian went back to Seattle, and uh, she, she sells it by that. It's like, yeah, you should too. Like, get the get the hell out of here so <laughs> Nikki uh, yep, what, what, little Nikki what the, what the hell who, who does that <laughs> like oh boy I just got my molded uh, milkshake here or whatever the hell I just gotta blow it all over this guy it's like uh, it's like it's like I'm thinking to myself it's like what What? The, who does that what the hell it's like oh Nikki's an asshole I see <laughs> Guys, I have a request yes. for you and our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are watching this on Netflix on a computer, uh, watch this scene in uh, 1.5 speed <laughs> because when little Nikki spins that chair and Andy goes flying off, <laughs> it is 1 billion percent funnier in fast forward. <laughs> Holy crap. Darn it's it all. Like, anyway. Uh, it, he touches it for a second and goes shooting across yeah, the room. That was, uh, it's it's good in regular pace. In fast forward, it is amazing. That didn't the physics of that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it is Andy, and he's I think he has maybe, some superhuman strength. Yeah, well, you know what? That's not an unprecedented uh, 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 ability in this uh, in this program. Ooh, maybe we'll get like a little Nikki versus Nadine wrestling match at some point. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh God. He said, he said Andy's shooting off into the stratosphere, just like flying across the room, and uh, Dick is delighted. Andy went funny, boom. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, well, the back and forth between uh, between Andy and uh, Dick is is the highlight of that for me. He's like Andy's like Uncle Dick doesn't care, do you, Uncle Dick? <laughs> Uncle Dick, Dick is simply ripping. <laughs> I think Andy's maybe trying to, you know, still trying to be a good guy. You know, just being like, oh, it's all right. You know, little Nikki. everybody has an accident where they sneeze a uh, whipped cream all over some dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, jeez. James, the living grease monkey. <laughs> You're just uh, fluctuating wildly there, guy. But, uh, peaks and valleys, yeah. peaks and valleys. So, uh, yeah, we, we cut to Evelyn's house, which is, I guess he lives in the Dark Shadows mansion. But, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, looks like James can fix the car after all. And uh, I'm sure that will be that. I'm, I, don't, I don't foresee any other yeah. drama. His husband certainly won't come home. Oh, no, 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 nope, nope, that's not going to happen. No, that's, um, I mean, he's away for who knows how long. Uh, it turns out uh, yep. James plays uh, stupid nighttime motorcycle games. And uh, <laughs> so that's that's a thing he does. Like, yeah. You mean like we're cool guys, like get on their motorcycle at night and just shut off the light and just drive in the dark, not being able to see anything. Yeah, just like freaking revs it and turns out the light and revs it like he's like, he's got yep. like a suicide pact with himself. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, yeah. sometimes I just try to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm I mean, unsuccessful. Okay. When he's talking, when he's talking, none of it seemed unbelievable. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the thing James is doing. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a lunkhead. I know I say that a lot. And it's at this point, it's got to be a losing a little bit of its impact, but. Uh, I, yeah, I think there's uh, some merit to that. Um, so, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess, uh, he's going to fix the car and he just, uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. He's going to move in, um, while he does it. So, uh, which is completely normal. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, as you do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's the arrangement I have with my mechanic. Oh, for I'm sure. Yeah. An inspection. Come over and sleep on the day bed. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I carried uh, my neighbor's uh, groceries in uh, last week, and I, uh, you know, like, you know, I spent the night. That was, uh, you know, what? Maybe take that out. That's weird. <laughs> oh, jeez. My neighbor's a sweet little old lady. Anyways, uh, I cut that cut that out, but then save that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just in case he ever does us wrong. Oh, so this is weird. Um, yeah. He's just gonna. Hey, Drifter. I don't know your last name, where you're from, or what you're up to, but. Uh, uh, 
you know what? Why don't you come live with me and be my uh, live-in uh, mechanic? <laughs> yeah, and that's it's it. Possible Just that, a mechanic. Yeah. Was it? I think it's possible that she's into danger. You know, oh, for sure, she, for uh, sure. It's just she might be like a bit of a thrill seeker. And, for sure. Uh, when he says uh, he likes to drive stupidly, like an idiot. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, huh? like an idiot. You say? Yeah, really. It's like, <laughs> tell me more. Oh god. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Do you have a room for a side hacker on this little nighttime excursion? <laughs> nice. Nostalgic Ben. Hank gives Ben the scoop on Jacks. You're out, Ben. Man, you my expectations are all over the place. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, sometimes I have an idea. Sometimes I just, just want to get Bone to the next in. thing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're hit, you are hitting home runs. And to be honest, most times you're probably just hitting, like, uh, strikeouts. And, well, uh, I never knew I was We being, don't notice. I never knew I was, this, was, there was this baseball motif was happening. Neither do we. We just thought it was like a guy swinging a stick, <laughs> like, uh, out in the middle of a field. That isn't what it nobody is. Nobody watching. No, but now, like, sometimes oh. somebody throws a ball and he just whacks it the hell out of there. Oh, okay, okay. And then other times he just whacks himself with a stick. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever he's into. So, uh, June, I think we have a similar note here. Um, we do. This This scene is so, so Clark Griswold from Christmas yep, Vacation. Yep, yep. He's sitting there in his robe yep. watching the home movies, like, uh, all nostalgic. Yeah. It is, this scene is, like... So much so that I can't imagine one didn't influence the other somehow. Yeah, maybe. Like subconsciously, because like they are, they have, they just have so much in common. Or they're both in reference to something else, but like uh, they are too similar for it to be a coincidence. Hmm. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Ben is looking a little worse for wear and enjoying some old home movies, Christmas right. vacation style. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't so off there. And he, he just goes on to recite some Shakespeare. Yeah, but uh, Hank interrupts his moment. He's having a moment with the with the movie. We we see yeah. the young the young versions of uh, of him and his uh, brother again. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, him and Jerry. Yep. Uh, yep. Little scamps. Little... The groundbreaking on the hotel. Yeah. yeah. So Ben's talking to Hank, and then uh, telling him all his problems. Yeah. And he's like, "But if I can just like move the furniture in this room, <laughs> yeah. so that uh, the feng shui is good." Then I think all of my problems will go away. Uh, I am no expert on feng shui. I think it's possible that this is beyond the grasp of that. <laughs> it seems uh, there, uh, Ben had a, a bad week, and he seems a little squirrely. You guys get that from that? Uh... He's been sort of like, been uh, hasn't been shaving yeah. and uh, been a, a little, like a step or two behind for a while now. I, I think his ordeal in prison and... Uh, and I mean, he's still probably being affected by uh, Laura's death as well as he, uh, you know, had a picture of Ronard. Uh, he still does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's had a bad month. It's, a lot of stuff happens in this sleepy little town in a month. I'm just throwing it out there, but uh, <laughs> sure. So uh, I guess the furniture moving has to wait uh, for some bad news because mm-hmm. uh, apparently uh, Hank doesn't work for Ben anymore. And... There's been a friendly takeover of One-Eyed Jacks. Ben figures out that it's actually Jean who's behind it the whole time. Yep, yeah. Which delights him to no end. Well, yeah, he figures it out. Yeah, I guess it's... uh, Psycho-bath. He's like, oh, good. Get lost, Hank. Uh, Enjoy your new boss. He's going to make me... Look great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. All in all, uh, uh, Ben takes it pretty well, yep. and he even makes some time for shadow puppets, which is uh, that's just fun. Yeah. That's just fun. He does call uh, Hank a uh, a goon, of which uh, Hank does not take kindly. No, he, he jacks him up. Uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He tries to protest a little bit, but and to no nope. real effect. Yeah, but then yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as he leaves, Ben goes to uh, making little. Monsters on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> His own entertainment. You're out, Ben. <laughs> yeah. You're out, Ben. You know what? Maybe he's relieved. Yeah, I think maybe like it's it's like suddenly all all at once everything that has he's been running that's illegal is now all gone. Scary wow. message from Wyndham Merle. That's it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'll never trust anyone ever again. <sighs> now there's so much <sighs> pressure. Yeah, <laughs> we're in Cooper's room, and indeed he gets a letter from Wyndham Earl, pawned to Queen Four, and a tiny tape. 
Windemere Speaks. And, and and speak and speak he does. That guy is bananas. But he does say right, hobgoblins, man. which I screamed out loud. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. <laughs> Indeed. I was on board as well. <laughs> I thought that was great. And I also thought it was a... Uh, I mean, they, they Coop talks into his recorder all the time, but I thought it was a pretty ingenious way to uh, not have Coop alone in the room just reading this message outside or showing yeah. it up to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've been hearing about the guy, and this is the yeah. first time we've heard his voice without actually, but we were, you know. Well, we know that he uh, he spent some time in a hospital after uh, Coop's uh, lady friend got shot. Yeah, Pittsburgh, so, uh, the Pittsburgh event. Yeah, so uh, Wyndham, uh, Wyndham Earl takes his chest seriously, huh? Whoo! <laughs> Is he, he is he talking about the chess? Like, is he talking about chess, or does he just like? Is he talking about something else? It sounds. Oh, it's I like, think when he says, it sure uh, sounds like he's. I think yeah, he's, he's using it as a metaphor for. Uh, what? Yeah, let me sum it up like uh, like one of uh, Guy's classic sum ups. Oh God, I'm, I'm sitting. Just... Dale, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> period. Yeah. So okay. So Dale is the king that he says uh, must die. So uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I but, mean, maybe, uh, maybe. I think that's the implication. Yeah, they close up on his face when they say the king must die. Dwayne objects. That's you bastard. <laughs> well, it's what happens. You are, you are on a short. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Dougie's wedding. So Dwayne objects. That's my note. <laughs> I had Mayor Dwayne objects. Oh, well, these were all on the same page for this scene. <laughs> uh, Harry does escort uh, Dwayne out of the yeah, wedding so that they can continue on the wedding. He's making a scene for sure. Dwayne's a goddamn delight yeah. here. I uh, hope we see more of Dwayne. I think uh, there could be some comedy. This oh, is. Oh boy, he's got one foot in the grave already. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like. Oh man, oh we got a new impression. That is good. <laughs> Man, as much as I was pissed off of you just a few seconds ago. All oh, right. You, Back you, in your good you graces. You redeemed yourself again. So, uh, you're like uh, the James of this episode. Uh, Every time I think I want to give you a little punch, then I want to be like, hey, dude, whoa, you're cool. Whoa. Just you and I, June. Coop talks to Denny's. <laughs> nothing happens here, really. Pretty much. Log Lady loves Dougie's weddings. It doesn't look good, but Denise wants to help. So... Yeah, so they cut back to the wedding, and uh, Cooper just kind of strolls through it, and Bryson caught the bouquet. He's like, yeah, um, uh, she makes some kind of, like, I kind of was like, well, no, no, then we're, you know, he- uh, oh, gee, sports terms, uh, head wide back or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All pro wide receivers or something. Okay. But uh, uh, just the, for one second, while he's walking through the room, he s- walks past what has to be the most fun table at any wedding ever. Uh, I didn't yes. The log lady, Pete, oh, and Dwayne yeah, yeah. are sitting at a table all together. Like, there's like that thing where, like, if you could have a dinner party, you like, and you could only invite <laughs> anybody from history, who would you invite? I'd be hard pressed to not say the log lady, Pete, and <laughs> Pete's not having a good time. I mean, he's not, but I'm sure at some point in that time, Pete was an absolute delight. Yeah, the log lady keeps he's getting in his delight. face and. Raving about the desserts. She's got a sweet tooth. Dwayne's raving, just raving. Just raving. Like, <laughs> just a raving. So, uh, Agent uh, uh, Bryson caught. Uh, or, wait, hold on. <laughs> Agent Bryson uh, found cocaine residue in Cooper's car. So that's. Uh, huh. Yeah, well, Moosey Busey said in the last episode he was going to plant it there. And it's like Cooper isn't like surprised or concerned. It's like, man, they both agree it feels like a uh, setup, but uh, they don't have any compelling evidence to uh, to disprove it. So it's yeah. kind of an awkward situation. I feel like maybe maybe this isn't the appropriate setting to share this information, but they do. Well, they're, I mean, they but they work together, they're friends, you know. And, uh, oh, telling him that she found evidence against him yeah. is probably not right, right, right at all. It seems right. like, I don't know if that's exactly the time that that would normally happen in an investigation. <laughs> so you look really guilty. But, uh, Anyways, who wants cake? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you want to work on an alibi for this, uh, just letting you know, we, uh, we found drugs in your car. Think about it for a while and then we'll get back to you officially later. Right. Right. It's probably a, like maybe a professional courtesy. You know, it's like, Hey, this looks bad. Get your shit together. So they get to talking and, um, uh, Cooper asks, it's like, well, you know what, what, what happened? Uh, why the, uh, the new look? And apparently agent Bryson, um, discovered a new look, um, 
working uh, undercover. I guess uh, the, the perp that they were trying to uh, catch would only sell to transvestites. So he started wearing women's clothing and uh, it relaxed him. And uh, I just couldn't help but think of Ed Wood in that moment. And it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, so he said something very similar. It's just like, no, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it just felt natural or something. Yeah, to she found her real self. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. And I'm pretty sure the, the word is expired, but at the time I think it was the right word. Or at least the word, the, the word, the transvestite. But uh, oh, oh, okay. I, that's yeah, the that's, that's the term that they use in the show. I wasn't. Uh, Although once again, we are uh, three straight white idiots here. So if we're getting anything wrong, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. We are not trying to. Yeah. No, for certain. Yeah, tweet us, yell at us. You know, the the, the uh, aforementioned brick thrown through Guy Dudeman's window. I mean, these these are all viable <laughs> avenues of communication. So uh, we we cut back to um, to Dwayne's table and it's awkward city, and uh, I use my brain for thinking, not my garden hose. <laughs> that's writing once again. Yeah, high five. Yeah, that's that's funny stuff. Log lady really likes the cake and uh, Pete's flummoxed. He's like he's he's like he's like I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I I love a flummoxed Pete, and uh, you know even uh, I'm not even sure if he said anything in this episode, but it was still... It was the music yeah. turned out good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's, just, just, he's just trying to, yeah, <laughs> break the awkward, but uh, nothing doing, Pete. Man, Audrey's yeah. there, too, and she and Cooper have a dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy is uh, having a blast uh, dancing with Agent uh, Bryson. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a fun party, guys. I don't know. Dougie's, Dougie's weddings are always the uh, yeah. event of the year. Yeah, no, it seems like a good time. I'm, I'm a little sad I wasn't invited. But, uh, I mean, you're going to have this. You're probably too young. You know, I bet Nikki got an invite, which he promptly lit on fire and then threw at someone. <laughs> Catherine takes advantage and gets revenge on Josie. Mm-hmm. Andrew Packard is alive. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, the- I wasn't expecting that, but goddamn. <laughs> so, yeah, Josie tries to warn Catherine about Eckert, and, and uh, Catherine's just like, look. <laughs> Guess what? You're my butler now. It yeah. is a Seinfeld episode. Everything about this is a Seinfeld ep- uh, <laughs> reference. So yeah, it's like, hey, I, you know, my breakfast is at seven uh, a.m. in my room, and I want this, that, and the other. She likes bland breakfasts. Yeah, dry toast, yeah. oatmeal, coffee, and juice. Yeah. I know. I eat that. And she's like, uh, yeah, for every uh, reason I find, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is. Uh, that's still a funny bit. Um, uh, but no, but she uh, she does say like uh, yeah if oh, yeah. Uh, in this new j- job slash slavery yeah. uh, <laughs> if you screw up one time I will personally feed you to Eckert. Yeah, that's uh. Whew. I'm sorry. I think the idea is that she she wants protection, and for some reason she feels Catherine can give her protection. Well, more she feels Catherine could give her protection more than Harry. Yeah, than the police. Apparently. Not that, uh, you know, everyone makes uh, great decisions in this show. Uh, no. <laughs> matter of fact, it's pretty rare when that happens. But uh, this was one of the all-time stinkeroos. <laughs> so, the elephant in the room. Josie leaves, you know, because she's got an early day preparing bland oatmeal for uh, Catherine. And uh, who walks out but uh, uh, Andrew. And you know how we know that? Because there was a picture of Andrew on uh, Catherine's desk. Yeah. So yeah, taken like, what looked to be just moments earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, ah, okay, well, it's, all right. He's wearing the same shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, continuity guys. Uh, she just, she just on picked vacation. it up from uh, from the Kodak store that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did he did get murdered probably two months ago. Yeah, and yeah, in Twin Peaks, Peaks time, time, yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> So yeah, so he just comes, you know, wandering in. It's like, oh, so what do you what do you think of that? And it's like, oh, and man, he should have had a mustache to twirl because it's like, geez, I've got like an evil vibe from them now. Yeah. Like uh, we we wait for Eckert to come for um, his one true love, and when he does, we'll be waiting for him. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. so it sounds like yeah, they said it was was all part of their plan. This has all been part of their plan. Whew, that is a, how far back does their plan go, and how much does it involve? Some convoluted bullshit right there. And, uh, yeah, revenge. Revenge plot. Uh-oh. So who are you rooting for? Uh, Eckert or, uh, or uh, Andrew Packard? 
Uh, I mean, I don't up know until like uh, <laughs> this scene, I was pretty team Catherine as as of late. Yeah, but uh, she really lost some cred here. Yeah, yeah, she seems to be uh, uh, just uh, straight up uh, up to no good. Uh, maybe she'll be a better boss than she sounds like, but she's not painting it as a delightful job opportunity. I have a yeah. feeling she's uh, she might be uh, she might be a bit of a jerk. Um, yeah. You know, Josie did, was like uh, um, somehow yeah. involved in uh, the supposed uh, murder of her brother. So, and try, and yeah, try to kill her. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, definitely sure. some some real history there. Oh but, yeah, uh, awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, unprovoked, but but uh, it's still uh, yeah, she still lost a little bit of her uh, wacky hijinks when she was just uh, extorting Ben. Yeah, it seems like uh, they're they're in, um, like a, like the next level of criminal activity. But I think if they did have the mustaches, like you said, I think that would have like made it all better. Like, <laughs> what if you told a mustache? Oh hell yeah! But that's like both. Gonna... But the both of them just had mustaches, and they were just <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. Like it just cut away from them, like laughing like crazy. We should all grow mustaches and twirl them while we podcast. Huh? huh? Okay, done. Evil podcasting. Oh, <laughs> I mean... oh yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the mirror mirror episode of our podcast, huh? Uh, <laughs> right. So goatees then. Uh, ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck trying to figure out which one's the evil episode. Yeah. <laughs> you hairy gorilla. So. Yeah, and then the credits roll. So, uh, woo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then back to the, the home movies. Uh, aces? Yeah. Oh. Aces, I got a few. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so James. The James music, the beginner, oh, so good! Like uh, big ace, yeah, super, super big ace. Uh, I'll leave some room for other people because I already talked about most of these anyway. Freaking Chevy Chase, uh, Ben, I thought was absolutely delightful. Oh, I thought Hawk's tie at the wedding was you know like a ribbon bow tie. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like a weird like uh, town like dress him up uniform. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought that was. Uh, I thought he had a really cool look at the wedding. It's, it's like the way the lawyers dressed. Yeah. Hey, he looked like an old-time prosecutor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I gotta go with uh, catch anything. I hope not. <laughs> Man, that's so solid, good. Solid joke. So freaking good. The writing in this episode delightful. The music in this episode delightful. The comedy in this episode delightful. I hope they're all like this from here on out because this was a treat. <laughs> Prime June episodes. <laughs> yeah. So what do you chuckled knuckles got? Well, um, hey, Gordon is back. Snake is back. That's pretty cool. It's cute little buns. David Gunny <laughs> was freaking awesome in this um, this episode. Yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, uh, the Catch Anything, I hope not, was one of mine as well. Um, the mention of Hobgoblins <laughs> made me just smile and smile and smile, but... Uh, Oh, and Andrew is alive, so that's... It's like, whoa! Yeah, uh, Nadine, Nadine's uh, buns talk. That's yeah. always hilarious. Snake's buns. Um, snake buns. I do feel like if uh, we were at the point where we could have podcast t-shirts, snake buns would be a fun shirt. <laughs> I mean, who says we aren't at that point? Like a, a snake just baking bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the, uh, the, ma- the mayor? The mayor was hilarious in this episode? Well, Denise Bryson was amazing. Little Nikki, you've mentioned Little Nikki and, like a few and times. Yes, Little Nikki, quite possibly oh, the yeah. best, uh, the best uh, uh, sub subplot of the series. So, if we're uh, we're doing Hog, there is one that is absolutely yep. no competition. Yep, and I'm sure we're all on the same page. But yep. uh, mind if I play the yeah. box first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is it. like a hog to me looks like a hog to me but uh it's just like whoa <laughs> okay yeah, that was that was brilliant yep. <laughs> hey uh guys out there listening always play the box first be a generous lover exactly <laughs> james is a generous lover i mean you know that just walking down the street <laughs> hey ask donna yeah you think oh man this guy's got some real problems as a boyfriend but at least he plays the box first. <laughs> uh, listeners, <laughs> uh, the first person to respond with a segment idea, oh no matter what it is, no matter what it is, right? Oh that'll boy. be the, that'll be the segment in the next episode. 
All right. Oh boy. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I don't. <laughs> send... I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure people will get sent in serious and thoughtful uh, suggestions. Oh, I'm sure and, people uh, will do... have to do anything ridiculous. I'm sure people will do anything at all. Yeah. Oh, that's not the sound of me creating a fake email. Uh, don't worry about what that sound is. Perfectly edited in right here. Right. <laughs> happy hour. Seamless. Happy hour in France. One one nine at gmail.com or tweet us at guy dudeman at, at guy dudeman on Twitter. <clears throat> yeah. Or you can leave us a voicemail on anchor. That's right. Or, uh, yeah, for sure. yeah. On the, the pod page there, or you can, uh, just scream it into the wind, whatever. Uh, that's whatever. what I generally do. What's what? What do we do now? Chuckles. Yeah, I guess it just leaves one thing, huh? Lights out, Mister Monkey Ranch. <laughs> bark, 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 woof, woof. Wow. <laughs> that was. Geez, that was weird. Anyways, okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, it started out something, and then it turned into. Flame <laughs> Staley. Oh, brother. Good night, everyone. Yeah, good night. Thanks, people. Make good decisions, unless you're choosing to listen to this podcast. In that case, make one bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fans. We want to hear from you. Please send us a tweet at capital G, capital D, O O D M E N. Send us an email at happyhourinfrance at gmail.com. And if you like the music, go to Guy Dudeman at bandcamp.com. Right on. He's just cool. Just a cool guy. I want to hang out with him. <laughs> I, I, I'd chill with James. I mean, why not? <sighs> he, you know, I mean, hey, if nothing else, it makes you feel smart. No, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, okay, okay. I mean, who, who's to say what the writers would write us as? Uh, chances are, you know, we oh, would God. be... Uh, like next level goobers. <laughs> next level goobers. <laughs> the goober triplets. Yep. We'd just be standing there. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs>